No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey now, people. <laughs> Welcome back. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. 
Hi, shop tour bus fans and friends out there. What are you guys doing? You hanging out? It's Christmas time. You get ready to buy some stuff. You forgot to get a I shirt for Uncle Carl or Aunt Sadie. Everyone here already got their shop tour bus presents uh, ordered and delivered. I hope by now. How about but if New you Year's present? New Year's yeah. present, solstice yep. presents. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, Look a lot of people like are nice born in January too. Present that comes like on the twenty seventh. Yeah. Somebody has it, so they're like, "By the way, this just came." So Th- there's always that one person that's like, "Christmas Day goes by, and then the next day you wake up and you put on your new shoes or your clothes or whatever it is that you got, and as you're getting dressed, you're like, "Oh shit, I forgot to get such and so a gift." Well, go to at shop tour bus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com online, and you can get that person that you forgot to get them a gift something rad you can get them a grateful dead inspired t-shirt or some stickers a hoodie something really rad check out that franklin's tower design that or one's check my out that i'm looking at that saint stephen's hoodie right that one's now. also super cool. yeah that one's rad the saint stephen design is really rad well it's actually a saint stephen the 11, 11. if you pay attention i like to the this design. guy was yellow and the sun was blue yeah <laughs> sing it mel I just did. Okay. That's just all did. I get. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. And that's going to come to you in that one-of-a-kind shop tour bus style that with the hand-designed box. For free because shipping. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to put in the promo code No Simple Road, and you too are going to get free, free shipping. shipping for being part of the No Simple Road family. Did I say free, free shipping? shipping? I free think shipping. Mel said free, free shipping. shipping. All right. I was so on it that time. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Finally. Um, everybody out there. All joking aside, they are our longest, strongest, greatest, and most wisest sponsor. <laughs> wisest. Oh, snap. Yeah. Dang. And support the family, you guys. Yeah. If you haven't got yourself a shop tour bus shirt and you've heard these ads 134 times. Unless you don't like them, get yourself one. Yeah. Hook yourself up. Maybe, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm going to take everything I said back or add to everything I said. That's even better. Yep. Uh, here's an addendum to my original statement. <laughs> if... You didn't get everything you wanted for Christmas? Buy yourself something. Treat yourself. Get yourself yeah. a little shop tour bus gift and say With that gift card and, or that cash. Yep, and put it put in the notes when you check out. Uh, tell me that I love me. And then they'll put that on the box when you get it. Hey, me, I love you. And yeah. you'll have a that's gift a, from yourself. That's a good note. Yeah. That is it cute. Is. So everybody You're out there beautiful. go. Or treat yourself. So when you open it. Treat <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> at shop tour bus on instagram shop tour bus online and get more, more than, than you, you bargain for more than you bargain for four 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 And also, I could tell you so many great things about Define Premium Cannabis. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to make Ryder tell you great things about Define Listen, guys. I am currently imbibed on <laughs> labations. Labations. <laughs> I'm stoned, guys. And it's because of Define Premium Cannabis. Because they have only premium cannabis <laughs> you should see writers i got <laughs> so i'm high yeah, right now i got <laughs> lit earlier from that six mil is that what that yeah, was yeah. yeah six mil from lovely farm that put me out and you said it was a sativa M- mel came home it's from work and she was all bouncy and dung, 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 and then she came out on the porch and smoked a bowl and i was kind of dozing on the couch and next thing i know i wake up and she's next to me like 
Oh, don't even with the snoring, mister. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, don't even. <laughs> but you know what? D5 premium cannabis oh. may put those uh, snoring. Hey, yeah, if you're having a problem with <laughs> <snoring> <laughs> yeah. you're having a problem yeah. with insomnia, come on over. We'll get you hooked up. We'll catch some Z's. Yeah, if you're trying to catch some Z's, come over here and we'll treat your disease. And they or got good. some of their animals. Hey, that was cute. I've, uh, I just went and saw a particular movie and uh, took one of their fantastic edibles. What was that? Like oh gourmet chocolate? Gosh, one? Gourmet that chocolate was crop, amazing. Crop circle chocolates, which, we will, circle which we will be bringing on board at the shop in like the first week of that the new year. Me out do the aliens night. deliver huh? crop circle wow. chocolates? I bet they do. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So for all of your fine, wonderful cannabis needs, such as topicals, edibles, smokables, drinkables, vapables, davables, wipeables, wh- toothpicks. They don't. I don't know if you guys have toothpicks yet, but they have no, toothpicks. That's I've a real thing. Those, yeah. Anyway, go visit Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsborough, in Hillsborough or at Forest Grove, and mention that you listen to us. They're going to give you ten percent off your order, and. A free t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. They're going to give you a free t-shirt. And if you happen to go during the week to the Hillsborough location, ask for Apple. He will come out of his chamber and help you. He he actually, (laughs) he he levitates out of a cloud. Well, yeah, before, as soon as you say the word, the word Apple, a miss comes rolling in. All I hear is like Jack Black, Uh like with a strum down, like, yeah. I don't own Heelys, but it's like I have. Yes. So I just yes. go, it just starts floating yeah. through. Yeah, no, but he'll hook you floor. up. And um, we've already had some listeners. So shout out to those of you. You know who you yeah, are, who have come out. But uh, yeah, visit Define Premium Cannabis. And they always have specials during the holidays. So uh, get some for your mother, yeah, for we'll your have sister. A, we're going to be having 25% off the day before Christmas. Are they doing Candle Claws? Yes. When are they, when are they oh doing yeah, Candle Claws? Okay, yeah, hang on. Everybody stop. Hang on. Okay. Go ahead, Apple. The day before Christmas, on the 24th, I will be Ooh. dressing up as Santa Claus all day, and I will be handing out gift bags at Hillsboro, and then going over to Forest Grove and handing out gift bags there. Right and on. check it out, guys. If you've made it this far into the commercial and you're catching this, this is for you. I'm going to give Apple a bunch of stickers to take with him that day. And if you're a No Simple Road listener and you go there to get your picture taken with with Canna Claus, say that you're a No Simple Road listener and you'll get some some, uh, NSR swag along with your stuff. So, Hillsboro Forest Grove, find premium (laughs) cannabis, take care of your head. Take care of your head. So, check this out. There's hey, now. No, no simple road no, family. No, we're not there yet. We're not? No, we Why haven't not? gotten there yet. Yeah, it, didn't, what? It, it, it didn't feel like that. It wasn't. That's not what's happening. What's going on? I'm driving the train. Just everybody relax. So many things are happening. Yeah, there's do things happening. Do you even need us here? Yeah, you really do. So, right. <laughs> we are because we are part of this amazing Osiris podcast network. And I think I talked about this the last time we did the show. I'm not sure. What? But that Osiris and No Simple Road yes. are basically the same age. And it's really cool to see all the stuff that's happening with Osiris. The jam just happened uh, where the last one was in New York City and Scotty Metzger and I think it was Aaron Magner 
and I can't remember everybody that got together and jammed and then did a podcast after the show that's that's happening and then there's a bunch of um new podcasts coming out and the trailer for freak flag flying came out on the 19th and what that is it's david crosby uh podcast so i wanted you guys to know about it because it's going to feature david in conversation with his friend and author steve silberman and it's interviews that cover everything from david's earliest musical relationships with legendary peers like bob dylan jerry garcia jefferson airplane and steely dan plus his years with crosby stills nash and young and it's a limited series that Osiris is doing, and it launches on Monday, January the 6th. And you can also listen to the trailer and subscribe at osirispod.com forward slash freak flag. So that's the first thing that's happening. Hell yeah. What's the other thing that's happening? The other thing is this is the 20th anniversary of Fish's uh, Big Cypress Festival that they did down in Florida, where they actually like constructed a city in the Everglades. And shut down the freeways. I like where this is going. So this podcast is called After Midnight. And uh, the Osiris podcast After Midnight celebrates the anniversary with five episodes about the creation and execution of the biggest millennium concert on Earth. Episode four is out now and focuses on the lead up to midnight with mishaps and great stories and ends with the legendary, check this out, seven hour set that fish played from just before midnight until oh, sunrise fish. on january 1st 2000 just explain what they mean by built a city so they never got off stage for seven hours seven hours they held in their poop There's and their so pee much i mean i'm sure i'm sure during a jam tray like and there was gotta be there a was set break okay and stuff wasn't there, i don't I'm know sure. about that I'm sure so they that had clearly, that set well, nope. we'll find out. So yeah, you need you to listen after midnight. Go listen to episode yeah. four. Yeah, uh, we need to listen to it. So go to osirispod.com forward slash after midnight if you want to listen to that. And last but not least is Let Creativity Flow. And that is sponsored by Splice. And it's a three-episode series exploring the evolution of music and technology through the eyes of artists, music industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and journalists. So... This show explores the fall of industry gatekeepers like record labels and how musicians use technology to create hits and the future of music creation and collaboration. Let Creativity Flow features interviews with John Barber, who we just talked to today, and Aaron Magner of the Disco Biscuits, Steve Martosi of Splice, Andy Weissman of Union Square Ventures, and more. So you can go to osirispod.com forward slash creativity to check out the new show, which premieres, which premiered on Monday, November the 18th check it out and support all the shows on the Osiris podcast network. No simple road. No simple road. No simple road. No simple road. Osiris. I'm Richard Z. Rastafarian from Fear of a Craft Beer Planet, a podcast that talks a lot about the parallels between the beer industry and the music business. But really, we talk about whatever we want. The show is made up of four of us. Me, Richard the Rastafarian, the radio guy, Jay Rose, Ryan Egan, and Rob Forzik. They're the beer guys. They're the ones that teach me about craft beer, and I'm the one that gets the show on the air. You can find us on all social media platforms at Fear of a Craft Beer Planet.
I don't know what to say now. I'm like, no, that's a weird, weird segue. You're welcome for not having you guys listen to the rest of that. But welcome back, everybody. Hey, now, No Simple Road family. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Simple Road Christmas Time Edition. Christmas yeah, time. This is, yeah, this is here. our this is the Christmas twi- episode. I wish well, I had the 22nd. Like, yeah, this is our Christmas this is the 22nd, episode. Ep- Merry Christmas, episode. everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Or Solstice, or Hanukkah, yeah, whatever. or Kwanzaa, whatever you do. or Hail Satan, or, or whatever it is you, you want. Just sit at home and do nothing. Enjoy yourself. Merry have fun. I'd add some hot cocoa to it, no matter what you're doing. But Merry, happy wintertime things. Thing. Yeah. yeah, that is politically inclusive, Ryder. Well done. Yeah. Oh, happy yeah. day. All right. So yeah, I hope everybody out there is well and chilling with their fam and the people they want to be around and feeling warm and cozy on the inside and the out. Or if you're listening to us, listening to us as a break to get away from people you have to be around and don't want to be around, welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You can choose your family, mm-hmm. and that choose is where adventure. we get hashtag found a family sanctuary. Mm-hmm. We're, is that what we are? Sanctuary. Yes. Like Sanctuary City. Yeah, we're like that place that you can run away to where everybody just gets you. Everybody knows your name. Is that copyright? That's Cheers. I'm old. Kind of like Cheers. Yeah. Where everybody knows your name. Everybody knows Cheers. And they're always glad you came. This uh, this week's episode of No Simple Road features (laughs) Scott Amendola. Of Amendola versus Blades. Everybody knows your name. Picture those words in the, the cheers font underneath. Everybody sitting at the bar. Okay. Amendola. <laughs> wow. This is this is the musical edition. Yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time, guys. It's a Christmas musical edition. What? So before we continue the episode. Oh, you should I, see the conductor's I, arms. I want to say a very Conductor. special thank you to our friend, brother, member of the No Simple Road family, Kevin Calabro. <gasps> Kevin. Kevin comes through always. We love you, man. Thank love you for making you. this happen. Love you. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. We already did this. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> Not only to Kevin, though. That's fair. Also, oh, you know right. what? Speaking of Kevin, too, did we mention on last week's episode, like, thank you so much for... We went to see Marco Benevento. Oh, oh yeah, no, we Kevin. Didn't see, that. Yeah. Kevin deserves his own special thing. Yeah, that was sold out. Kevin doing. got us on the guest Kevin. list, and we had a great time seeing Marco. Yep. It, it was a blast. It yeah. was a fun time. Marco is a uh, showman. Very, if he's showman and a very unique talent, man. Yeah. Somebody, if you just know him from J-Rad, go see him live on his own. It's a completely different, cool amazing trippy thing that he's doing and you may have heard some of the music in the beginning of the shows uh of no simple road under the ads and stuff and that's just like you know with any band out there right now any any musical it's so different when you see them live that when you listen to it recorded Mm -hmm. it's even i'm noticing even listening to somebody live like a, a a recorded live show is different than seeing that particular show live well you yeah. miss out on the literal energy of the place that they stir up when they play there's a certain something that happens when 
way they walk on and it's like yeah well, like everybody's up and then like or like the right before they come on the stage when you're like anticipating it and the the music and the uh, you know and the background goes down and then everybody's like ooh they're going to come on mm-hmm. and then the lights get dim and they come on it's like there's all this anticipation and excitement and and energy that's kind of like ready to go and then boom and it's something it's something and for to the, experience there's also like the the anticipation of like the whole night like it's you're not just like oh i pulled it up and now i'm looking at her oh i'm listening to it now like you buy the ticket you there's wait the for the date the journey and then you go there. in the buy car the ticket take go, the ride mm-hmm. you, that's one thing i love about listening to live shows that i've been to though like just a, an example is listening back to the fish show that we went to at the gorge in 2018 was that 18 that like caspian piper i don't think i've listened to that show back listening back to that run of songs makes me re-feel the feeling of standing there that's true when i hear certain concerts we've been to it does the same thing and and that I think was one of not the reason, but one of the big reasons that Deadheads traded bootlegs, and there was like, at least for me, when I was trading bootlegs, I would always try and get the shows that I went to for that reason because there was psychedelic experiences that happened at that particular show that I wanted to relive by listening to it again, and there was no internet back then to just. I'll bring up this show right now, wherever I am. You know, you had to trade for the bootleg. Had to do some leg work. Yeah. So that's a thing, man. It's a it's a trip. So yeah, Kevin, the point of all of that. I, I don't know say, how, how we got, we got, got all the way down that rabbit Thank trail. Thank you for bootlegs, Kevin. Thank you for <laughs> making us able to go to that show. That was super cool. Thanks and for always sending you, amazing talent our way mm-hmm. and yeah, being for, a sweetheart. Thanks for being in our corner. Yep. Thank you for being a friend. Okay, that's enough singing. That nope. this is not. It's a Christmas episode. Christmas musical. Christmas episode. Why not? Why? I thought you said there's no rules. There's no rules. Do what you want. I'm just saying. Travel down <laughs> the road and back again. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I've done this before. Um, I will stop. So this being a Christmas episode. I think it is only, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fitting. Fitting. Thank you, Mel. I was going to say prudent, but fitting is the word I was looking for. Only fitting that, also works. that we talk about our favorite things about Christmas. Santa? No. no <laughs> well, I mean, Santa. Probably, that's probably his favorite thing about I know Christmas. Santa. <laughs> you know, him being wow, Santa and all. Uh, anyway. Sorry. Mel. What? What's your favorite thing about Christmas? Is it Santa? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, less and I'm less <laughs> every time you say it. Okay, um, I like that everybody gets to stay home. I, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. I love that. I love having a day where we like have like I don't know some awesome breakfast. Barely eat lunch, but there's like food smelling throughout the house all day because we're cooking. Stuff's in the oven, and you know, getting ready and waiting for people to come. And I like the togetherness aspect of Christmas. Hmm. That's a good one. I didn't mm-hmm. think that doesn't happen a lot. That no. happens like Thanksgiving. Yeah. A couple it's, times throughout the year. It's it special. Happens. Totally. Yeah, that it, Brighter. That's a good thing. 
I, Santa. I mean, it's not Apple. Here, I'll say, I'll say for you, Apple. It's Santa. It's not Santa. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's as much as I love Christmas Day. I think it's everything else besides Christmas Day. It's like the lead up. And people hate when they hear Christmas music in like October. I love that shit. Like just like the the Christmas creep. The closer you mm-hmm. get, the more anticipation <laughs> there is. Everyone's like. You are this the weird calm. I am the Christmas. <laughs> right. it's Apple like the Santa Christmas air. And Riders the Christmas creep. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, no. Hair of the like, wolf. You can draw that for us, man. Sure. Do it. Christmas creep. He's got a hunchback for sure. Yes, for sure. You actually, I have a picture downstairs what I can hump? give you. But um, no. It's like everyone. I mean, everyone gets real stressed because of the expectations. Yeah, but the general attitude towards mankind gets kinder. Yeah. Yeah, that's People true. People are more giving and generous mm-hmm. and soft. People lighten up a little bit. Yeah. And it just, it's a beautiful time. Like the trees literally light up. Everyone decorates their houses. Yeah. It's just beautiful. And there's a certain kind of coziness to it. It's my favorite. All right. Santa Claus. I mean, Apple. Is it Santa? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, to be kind of like what Ryder said, it's always the the it's the tradition of it. Mm. It's the mu- it's the music, it's the movies, it's you know, it's all that. In fact, last night I watched because uh, to me it's not Christmas until uh, until you watch a Christmas story, the Red Ryder BB gun. That's what I fell asleep to last night. I just love that movie. I haven't seen it yet this year. Yeah, and then the other night this year, like I waited. Like the tradition thing to me too is the is. Uh, being Crosby, Frank Sinatra, like singing Christmas stuff. Did you know that uh, Captain Picard played uh, Ebenezer Scrooge? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played it in in on on stage too. Yeah, I, I knew think. that. I didn't, I didn't know there was a movie. There's a movie. There's a movie. I didn't know. I, I was walking out of work the other day, and it was on, and I was like, "Wait, is that Captain Picard playing?" Tell you what, I'm is not it an old old movie? being interrupted in I'm the sorry. middle of my Christmas. Go ahead. Spirit I also speech. really like no, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we don't have drinks at the table. It was anyway. empty. I'm just kidding. No, that that's it's the tradition thing. No matter what, and you guys you guys have all helped bring that back. I haven't really celebrated Christmas in quite a long time, other than coming over your guys' house in Vegas and stuff. And since we've been up here, it's been like. Best Christmas Christmases since I was a kid, living at home with my mom, having my sister around, still all that, and so it, it's like it's just the whole tradition, everything about it. Our cookie party, yeah, that's just, a right you know, tradition, mm-hmm. yeah. and it is. And everybody, I'm at a point. It's like I love the holidays, but I can't wait till they're over. But then when they're over, it's like, oh, they're it, it's a relief, but they're gone, and it's sentimental. It's weird, and, yeah. And do you, Aaron? Um. It's, not it's really so. So I'm presents. Ju- I, I, I grew up. <laughs> but like when people give me Presents. talk about interrupting. <laughs> okay, so oh, you know when you interrupt yeah. somebody, and it my cuts favorite off their thing train is, of thought. I grew up in a Jewish family that celebrated both Hanukkah okay. and Christmas. So I remember that when you're we, yeah when we met when we were kids. Me too. It yeah. was fun going over to his house. I go over there and get like lasagna and matzo ball soup. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the same, the that same as mom would serve me up. Like she's like, "What do you want?" It'd be like uh, a little bit oh. of both. <laughs> um, and 
it was always like a really high stress time of year in my, on my mom's side of the family. My dad's side of the family was non-committal at best having to do with Hanukkah. <laughs> and, uh, but having my own family made me create my own traditions. Like we carried over the pajamas on Christmas Eve thing. I dig that a lot. Like we all get pajamas on Christmas Eve. It's a good tradition. Yeah, and, I like that. And uh, it's a comfy tradition. The cookie party. That's something that we carried on. And ditch, other other little things. Ditch the stress on that one too. Yeah, man. And uh so after having my own traditions and my own family, I was more able to form my own feeling around Christmas. And so I think what I dig the best about it is giving gifts to people. I love stoking people out mm-hmm. at Christmas time. It makes me So I was telling Mel the other day that like even if the thing is a $7 thing and you see that person using that thing throughout the year, you're like fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, I stoked them out and they use that thing and they think of me all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that, and, and also, especially since we've been up here, but also in Vegas too, the feeling in the house there is a certain feeling that happens at Christmas time that's not any other time of the year. And it's it's the tangible thing. Like in in that there's tinsel and like Ryder said, even the trees are fucking lit up. Mm-hmm. Like you don't ever have a tree in, <clears throat> inside your house at any other time of the year. Well, no. not, not a Christmas not tree. Not like no. a full yeah. tree. You don't cut ever down have a, that. No yeah. one, you don't cut down a tree that's and a rare bring it inside occurrence. your house. Yeah. And so... Everything is different. The vibe of the house is different. And so the because the vibe of the house is different, everything feels awesome mm-hmm. at Christmas time. And so my answer is a two-part answer. So what about what stresses you out during Christmas? Nothing. Nothing. That's a, it's impossible. I, okay. It used to stress me out um, coordinating where we were going to go on Christmas at what time and when that used to really stress me out. Like, are we going to have enough time to visit my mom's house, my dad's house, open presents with the kids that used to stress me out. But like I said, I like Christmas shopping. I, I like buying stuff. I, I am not a shopper. You, you've been with me a long time. You know that I, I, check out after a few minutes in a store usually but at christmas time i just wander and i trip out on everything and and like oh that look at that oh look at that oh you know i don't ever do that so that doesn't stress me out well that only happens i didn't ask what doesn't stress you out i don't i told you nothing (laughs) i don't stress out at christmas time it's not a stress for me i really enjoy it about you apple does it stress anything stress what stresses you out? me out the the, the the traffic and the people it, it gets tense yeah and I wouldn't say stresses me out but it, well yeah it does it it's does a, I saw annoying. it today uh-huh. I get how people people yeah, get I drive for a living it's one it's, of the, it's one of the fallbacks no of everybody is in such a hurry and doing the last minute shopping like they always say the hustle and bustle of the yeah. season 
and everybody is out in full force. Mm, that's true. And it's, you know, it takes longer to get everywhere and not like stressed over it, but just the stress is caught by, and by even like the, people. The energy on the road is, is a lot more stressful because yeah, here most of the get, year, everyone's super chill. Like, just calm down. Just mm-hmm. calm down. Why we got to get like this at the most beautiful time of the year? And to me, that's the thing too. It, well, it's not even winter. Well, yeah, it's winter it's tomorrow. Today. 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 today is the solstice. Uh, it's my favorite time of year. Always has been. I love winter. Winter solstice is my favorite day of the it's year. It's the yep. homey time. It's the chill. It's, it's where the coziest day of the year. It's, it's half, yeah, so more than half night. Just the way people get sometimes. Okay. The, the whole Rider? Money. Driven Man. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Most money, stressful money, thing in the world. Money. Okay. You're allowed. Uh-huh. I'm not going to read you the ride I, out. I, Grew up broke, man. It's stressful buying people gifts. Yeah, you can't read the riot act because you were stressed last year until some money showed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, Mr. Magic Money, you don't have and then money Magic Money again holidays, this year. Yeah, fuck you. He doesn't yeah. stress. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I love that it. answer. Nothing. I'm not stressed not this year. I am got, not he, stressed. He, until in, last week. <laughs> two years in a row, yeah. he's gotten Magic Money. I wasn't stressed before that. I, I was not stressed this year. I... Why are you stressing about I us like, telling you you're stressed? I let go of that this year because I realized that it doesn't add anything to Christmas. For me, it just makes it more shitty if I do that. And we have what we have. And I, we all already have everything we need and want. So there's no fucking pressure. And you have mellowed out. Like when we were in line at Kohl's today, it's weird because a couple of years ago it would have been you complaining and me like being like, chill out, dude. Today I was like, fuck me. It's not line hasn't moving. moved in like 10 minutes. He's like, so? It's Christmas. So what, man? We're in the store. And I slapped him and said, who are you? <laughs> what have you done with Aaron? I feel like that a lot lately. <laughs> okay. All right. It's not just me. No, it's not just you. What stresses you out, bro? Not having enough time to make special presents for everybody that I know. Mm. That's fair. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Which that's, that's a sweet. cute stress. Yeah, it's out. like another giving. I want to give everybody something. And also getting more presents than other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Would you g- talk about that? Okay. <laughs> this is a silly, dumb, like, I guess it's been a childhood trauma yeah. for my. I can't remember how old I was, but it was probably like seven or eight. So, I mean, quite a bit. But one year we were at my aunt. Um, this is when I still lived in New York. So we were at my... <coughs> you okay with that? <laughs> Hold on. Nope. <laughs> I just choked on yeah, coffee. We were at my aunt Elsie's house in upstate New York. And it was a totally magical Christmas. The house was very similar to this. Big windows. Like, it's upstate. So it was snowing and big picture window with the tree out the window super amazing and my aunt elsie's husband was also jewish so i was very then they both celebrated hanukkah and christmas together Fred's a yeah well it was a certain christmas where there was like a lot of people like a lot of people just showed up to the house this christmas and i remember um my aunt, my aunt would go up to the tree and she would like grab the present and call everybody's name. And then each one would come up and unwrap their present so everybody could see what they got. And then they'd take a picture and then you'd go sit down, which was actually really cool because then you kind of remember whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, one Christmas I got a lot of presents. 
It was like mellow, like dramatic, like like enough to where everybody would notice. And so, like my aunt kept calling out my name, mellow, mellow. And after a while, like my brother was like really annoyed because he didn't. Oh, was he not getting? No, I, I totally got favored that Christmas with just presents and stuff. And I was, of course, I'm happy because I have all these fucking presents and it's rad. But then I like later on, he was like all uh, like pissed off and just kind of like was like just made fun of the fact that my name kept getting called so like i always would think mellow 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 and like it was like a negative thing kind of like it embarrassed it was embarrassing that's what it was too much recognition it was embarrassing and shameful to me like i felt bad that he didn't get presents and i did like more presents Mm -hmm. and so this year i was like you know we you know we're okay this year and mm-hmm. we can buy each other presents and stuff. And I was telling Aaron, I was like, don't buy me a lot of presents. Cause he like sent me a text at work, like pick something out from this website. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like the little kid came back in me and I was like, look, babe, I'm just letting you know that I have this thing from a long time ago and I told him the story that I just said to you guys and I was like and I just don't like it like even more presence than the kids and the kids are the ones that should be getting everything you know like it shouldn't be me don't call my name yeah. I, told, I told her I was like you know what I'm gonna do because I, I got her a bunch of stuff <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say if if no one does I'm definitely gonna pick up at least one of Mello's presents well, you know Mello yeah, yeah totally, totally. <laughs> I, I put all of her presents or most of them in one box. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's good. It was a source of fr- stress and frustration to me because I wouldn't like, I'd like think of ways to try to talk to Aaron about not buying presents for me. Like it would, st- my, the dialogue oh, in my head. you told him this? Mm-mm. No, it would stress me out. 22 years, dude. I never knew this. To think about. I just he I, okay. I'll tell him not to get this. I just want because he'll ask me like, "What do you want?" And I'll just be like, "Nothing, nothing." <laughs> nothing. Which I do uh-huh. say all the time. And later oh, on, I'm like, have all these things that I want, and <laughs> and it's okay, just a yeah, weird that's... thing that like this year, 2019, I'm just dropping it like a bag of shit because yeah. cool. I am getting over that well okay good because i got you a 1000 piece puzzle <laughs> he wrapped it yeah separately. we spent we spent six Melody, months wrapping it was just oh. embarrassing and it freaking sucked and i i felt like i have these two ways i feel about myself i feel like super proud and like i deserve the recognition and like amazing and then i feel like who the fuck do you think you are like that's what bullshit. You, like, there's other people that was, are was important. Was it mostly because you felt bad for the other people? Like, other people weren't? No, because I, I, I somebody made me feel bad about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because my brother made me feel bad about it. Okay. I didn't know it was a bad thing when I was getting them until it was after the oh, fact. You know okay. what I mean? Until like afterwards. Yeah. So it was like, kind of like. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I realized something this year, too, about the whole presence thing. First of all, there's a huge stigma about consumerism and oh, yeah. presence and giving. Well, and it's a, blah, and it's blah, also blah, blah, true blah. though, too. Yeah, totally. But I said it earlier like we have everything we need and want as people. This house, family. And so there was no pressure there is no pressure to 
to do anything. Like if I got you something, it's because it reminded me of you or it was something I saw that you could use. And that was it. Like, it wasn't like, okay, I feel like I have to spend $400 on Melanie and $50 on Ryder. See, I've never felt like that. I just, I want to give people things. But, so, but sometimes I don't have money. Yeah, financially. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's, that's we like. We are a house of givers. Yeah, that like is, I, I nice. genuinely, same, like I enjoy the act of giving people cool things. And if, if money's a problem. Uh, I can't. <laughs> if money's a problem, you can't what? No, uh, if money's a problem, then like it's you can't give how you yeah, want to. You can't give how you yeah. want to. Yeah, it it's tough. It's a weird fine line between everything at Christmas time. Yeah, it and it's yeah. I brought it up on purpose because Christmas a lot of times for people is a depressing kind of time. Mm-hmm. And Suicide spike. Yeah, and, and murder and spike. Hey, and so does robbery yeah. and, Rob, and yep. yeah, all kinds of stuff spikes. Oh God, and lost my tail again. <laughs> but I think what's the more the moral of my long ass story is Christmas is also a time, and the end of the year is a, a time about getting rid of old shit that doesn't belong mm. around anymore. Like I don't even talk to my brother. Like we don't even have a relationship, and my kids are older. <laughs> and I've like that was I was eight. I'm forty one. Like why am I still dragging that ball and chain? Like there's no need for it. So like the end of the year is, you know, instead of making resolutions, why don't you just drop a bunch of shit that you don't like? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I like don't that. make a, like don't take make a time for like house cleaning. Yeah. Don't, don't make re- resolutions. Just get rid of the shit that you don't need anymore. That's I mean, it. Adding stuff. It's easier to, Get rid of bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, lighten the load. Add no, another so I, I'm doing Mel that. be like, so now that now that I've gotten that out of the way, here's my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the scroll <laughs> comes <laughs> out. It's, it's called taking a New Year's dump. That's I like that. I saw a thing earlier. Somebody posted of a tradition where you burn holly on your Yule log, and that it's like a Norwegian thing, and that clears out all your problems for the year. It's oh like my gosh, fat, I love that. Yeah, like while you're burning the Yule log, you throw holly on it sparkles and burns and pops and clears the year okay let's do that christmas eve let's do it yep i'm down for that babe all right um i feel sorry for holly she's a sweet girl. holly yeah. is a but sweetheart holly. i work holly. with her and she's in and she also plays a mean piano <laughs> throw yeah, on the piano on the fire she's like ah. <clears throat> okay. so anyhow don't uh, burn people named holly but merry christmas everybody despite how you feel about it if you love it or hate it Maybe just marry this time of year. Happy you know? Hanukkah starts the 22nd, Yay. the 22nd day, the 23rd. To all our members of the tribe out there. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Then Kwanzaa starts on Tuesday, I believe. Something like I'm that. I'm not sure, but any I, holiday yep. that we might have left out, happy Happy it. that thing, too. Yeah, man. And you know what? Like Mel said, I know that this time of year can be difficult for some people. And I just want to say to all of you guys that we're here. And you could spend time with us and we'll hang out with you and you can listen to an interview with Scott Amendola and you can listen to the No Simple Road Crew bullshit around the kitchen dining room table. Mm-hmm. And Well, they don't know what table we're at. Yeah. And <laughs> the dining room. And you guys, just for those of you that are, are paying attention to the sound quality of the show, the last few shows have been inside the house. We haven't been out on the porch because it's been um, cold, cold and, and wet. We, we can do the cold, but when the rain when it's wet coming yeah. up on the patio, there's just no yeah. Way there's to do too it. much equipment 
to get wet. So. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, we're coming to you from the Shop of the Day pad. And, and thanks for another year, guys. Of yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to this at our year end. Yeah, we're but, doing a recap. But thanks for spending the year with us, you know. Thanks for listening to the shows. Thanks for being our another year. An, our, a part of our muse. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I won't be on the recap episode because I will be gone already. So <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah, you'll oh. be in Israel. I will be on my way to Vegas, but yes. So yes, hap- thank you guys for a cool, dope year. Everything that you guys have sent in all the things you guys have let us done so appreciated and shout out to helen Zazcor. yeah our life would not be the same without you guys thank you for the wonderful christmas card helen and sam super dope and sam yeah you guys thank you for the card i love the zapucky family sending us that card of them sitting in the vw van and their kid is sitting in the little oh i didn't see it it's on it's over on the fireplace fireplace. oh i'll have to go look (laughs) yep that at the end of this Christmas holiday, whatever season, that's been one thing that's really come up a lot. And in our social media, I know you guys don't do it, so you don't see this, but like the no simple road family, like all the people that we are in contact with constantly have really shown a presence lately and done stuff and reposted and all that stuff. And and all the people that have been our street team, man. Thank Mm -hmm. you guys and gals. So you know what? I'm going to, it's going to take me a second because my computer is acting super funky and weird right now. But um, I'm going to shout out each and every one of you guys that joined the street team. And um, that's a good way to segue us into the business. But uh, if you want to join the street team, what that means is you send me an email at info at no, no com, and I will have some print work done, some flyers, and have them sent to your house. And uh, whenever you go to a show or you go to somewhere, you think that there'll be other people that would dig No Simple Road, you bring those flyers with you and you make friends and you tell people about the show and it's super fun. So if you want to do that, like I said, you can go to info at nosimpleroad.com, shoot me a little note, send me your address, and I will hook you up. And the No Simple Road mycelial layer will spread throughout the country and the world. We haven't gotten any requests from overseas yet. And I see in our um, analytics that you guys are out there in Japan and the UK and Germany and all over Europe. So um, I would love to get some of you out there to to do that for us that would be super cool just think about no simple road flyers tripping around europe around your yeah yeah that would be really neat um japan if you do it you gotta take a picture and send it that's it'd be so cool mm-hmm. yep so what else uh if you are into no simple road and you want to get yourself some merch you can go to our website at info at info at www.nosimpleroad.com and click on the gear tab. We have shirts and hoodies and um, a couple different kinds of t-shirts and hoodies up there that you can get. And also, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can also sign up for the No Simple Road newsletter over there too. What? I think he's going to ask the same thing. What, could you get the coffee cups yet? Or... You got that one that's bitching. I just got one, man. I oh. I, I don't know. We're testing. I have it. a weird feeling about that. Por qué? I don't know. I. It, uh, you guys out there, tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put put it out to them. 
I I got one coffee cup made because my coffee cup broke, right? And it's the Bertha design with the no simple road across the eyes. And um, I was going to put them up on the website, and then I had second thoughts. I was like, is this getting cheesy? I think it's super cool. Okay. Well, yeah, but, yeah. yeah listeners want to respond to that because I think it's super cool too. You should make a. You should make an instant post about love. it. Yeah, I want it on a coffee cup or uh, okay. a cup or a t-shirt I, or. You should ask Instagram too. All right, I'll do a yes or no on Instagram. Um, so yeah, that is Let's all going on at nosimpleroad.com. Plus the, the is it all, like who cares if we're cheesy? I I don't know. I just don't want to. We are a little cheesy. Yeah. I just who cares? Like I, us I'm wearing cheesy, our shirts set together, cracker. all those things. <laughs> I I don't. Okay, cheesy is the wrong word. I just want to have integrity in everything that we do. And I don't want to sell things just for the sake of selling things. I agree with but we're that. Not. But we're only selling I think them if that people buy it. People who listen to No Simple Road know that you love coffee. They know how much you love hoodies. And also it's our logo. So true, true that. any of the stuff that you put on, you're already attracted to. So it's not going to be cheesy or too much unless you come out of left field and maybe like golf club fucking socks or something. Golf balls and yeah, like that's a little overkill. But (laughs) you know, a coffee mug that's got no simple road while you listen to no simple road—that's cute. That is cute. It's like an option. It's not like if we put them out there, you have to buy. Yeah, nobody's got to buy shit. True. True. So getting back, I think you should. getting back to where I was at, I'm going to shout out everybody that's done the street team so yeah. far. Dave K. Yeah. Dave K. Kate S. Kate S. John B. John B. Johnny B. Johnny B. Steve B. Steve B. B. Joe C. Joe C. Rain R. Rain R. Rain R. Jared D. Jared. 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 Laura C. Laura C. Laura B. Laura B. And Diane B. Diane B. Look at that. There's a lot of B's and C's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, you are the You're our street team. extended yeah, tentacles <laughs> of the mycelial layer Hell of yeah. No Simple Road. You are, are the neural network that is Ooh. spreading the fabric of the show throughout the country. You're our ABCs. Yeah. You really are. Uh-huh. That's ABCs. freaking yeah. rad. We love ABC. you guys. Thanks Speaking for exposing the show. of love Aww. and exposing the show to all of our... Um, Patreon members out there, we love you guys. Yep. Thank you so much. Aww, we appreciate Merry each Christmas, and every one of everybody. you. Merry Christmas, you guys. And, ho, ho, ho. Uh, for those of you that are interested in supporting No Simple Road financially, go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and you too can become a Chan donator. Chan really, really cool Christmas present. For the low, low price of one cute dollar a month, you too can become a Chan donator and feel good about spreading love. Throughout the universe. Yeah. Spread love, be love. Yeah, man. Do that. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And then all the other stuff Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and uh, go to the, the, the Facebook Reddit, group and the Reddit and the Discord. Discord channel and all the other things. And that. Go to Apple iPads. Give us oh. those five star reviews. Yeah, go to Apple iPads. Apple. Eh. Apple, you don't want to go to Apple iPads. To I mean, Apple if you have an iPad, you can go to an Apple iPad, but you don't have to do that. I meant Apple Podcasts. Oh, Apple Podcasts. Got it. Okay, thanks. I Apple. know not what I say sometimes. You get confused. Like you guys know this. None of us do. All right. So, yeah, you can go to Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. That's something you can do for the show. It doesn't cost a single red cent, and it helps us go up in the rankings. It helps other people find out about yeah. the show, and you will have done something 
in the spiritual realm. Well, it's just like their street team on on the airwaves. It totally is. And plus, Thank it makes you. it gives us a little a little a little happy boost. Yeah, so I that's not the street, but it, it's the it's digital the street. digital street mm-hmm. team. So if you want to join the Cute. digital street team, go leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We All just right. made that up, and you guys can be a part of it. <sighs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry and, and you know what? Feliz Navidad. I'm, I'm taking it back. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. I know I'm Jewish. So it's what? okay to say Merry Christmas to people. You, you don't Hanukkah have to say too. Happy Happy Holidays. Are you saying well, that for yourself? Uh, everyone, yeah, for everybody. everybody. It's, it's frowned upon but to no, say Merry Christmas these it, days. It, 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 it's yeah. frowned upon to say anything these days. So yeah, say what well, you it's want. Not frowned upon I hope you have a very nice non-denominational holiday Listen, season. Listen, I'm I'm I, out in people's homes all the time. Mm-hmm. It's no one really cares. Either. I work with the public, and I say both. Yeah, right. I I will exclusively. I'll use at them. Starbucks say it now. I think yeah. that I think I think people might be getting over well, that. Shit, slowly if Starbucks is doing it, then it's okay. Well, and that was like the main. That was like the <laughs> biggest thing for a while like people like oh they're not saying merry christmas on their coffee oh cups. yeah oh yeah like, the, the whole coffee cup thing like oh my gosh don't we have more important <sighs> things let's we do we have way more important things like an interview with scott amandola we do have an interview on this wow. one and you guys are gonna listen to apple and aaron take care of this one because um both Ryder and I were at work. They're very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So very busy, busy people. And this was fun. You guys got to go wait. check them out. Yeah. One last thing before we go. Oh. Everybody out there, get your tickets for Skull and Roses Fest. Yeah. Go to, no, to oh. com or skullandroses.com and pick yourself up some passes because it's going to be the baddest, coolest, Just look at that lineup, guys. festival on the planet. And we're going to be there hanging out. And you should come spend four days with the No Simple Road family grooving and dancing and boogie into Grateful Dead music. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Scott Scott Amendola from Amendola versus Blaze.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. 
Listen wherever you get podcasts. Honestly, I don't. I don't think you were born. I think you just came into existence. One day there was no apple with a glass of tea in his hand that's super loud, and then boom, there he was. was. Bean. You were a bean. Yep, magic bean. That's cool. You were birthed out of your own navel. Magic bean. Like, like I don't. Who was birthed I out gave of their birth to myself? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Santa Claus did give birth to himself. I guess so. Did you know that the myth of the flying reindeer and uh, the sleigh and all that was because of the tribesmen up there drinking the urine of the reindeer that were eating the Amanita muscaria mushrooms? And then tripping. Yep. And the, mu- the reindeer flying. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No, that's Santa Claus, man. No, eats more poop. No, they drank pee, not poop. Oh. Were you listening? You weren't even listening to, to my story. Come I, on, man. I know you're hungover, but... You ready? You want to call Scott? Let's call Scott. Okay, we're going to call Scott. Let's do it. Here we go. See what happens. <gasps> it's ringing. Ring, ring. Hello? Scott. Hey. Hey, how's it going, man? All right, how are you? I'm great, brother. This is Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Welcome to No Simple Road. And, and then you've got Apple here today, too. Thank you for joining us, Scott. Right on. How's it going? It's going good, man. We're sitting outside on the porch having some coffee and talking to the great Scott Amendola. (laughs) 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 I I like the laugh, man. (laughs) You know, when uh, I talked to Kevin about getting you on the show, um, I really started digging into the music that you guys make. And I got to say, man, it is singular and amazing yes <laughs> oh man <laughs> thank you i appreciate that a lot yeah thank you very much you know it, the, what really first grabbed my attention and i I think it's probably <laughs> the same for most people that check you guys out is there's only two of you right <laughs> you know and i come from an improvisational music world you know and I'm so used to the at least four people set up or three, you know, mm-hmm. but to have a setup with just the two, was it something that was born out of an idea? Like, let's see if we could pull this off or was it something different? Well, uh, I have a history of playing in duo setting. Um, so for me, it wasn't like a new territory in that sense. Um, and having played with Charlie Hunter for many years, what I don't think a lot of people might know, might not have known a while ago is that when Charlie and I first met, we actually did a lot of duo gigs and, um, you know, Charlie essentially, especially back then was trying to be an organ player. I remember him and John Medeski like talking about this when we toured together, he'd be like, Charlie's like, man, I'm trying to be you. And Medeski would be like, well, I'm trying to be you, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, um, so there was a, a a comfortable place I've always had. Well, also my grandfather, who was a guitar player when I was a kid, often we play together in duo. So I wasn't like that. That setting to me was very comfortable and wasn't ever intimidating. Now, when you, when you think about the organ and you think about all the sounds you can get out of it and where you can go with it. If you've, you know, listened to a lot of organ music, that's pretty vast. Like there's a lot of places it can go. And then 
when I met Will and saw what he was interested in and where he was heading and what he could do and what he wanted to do with the organ, I thought, and I, um, I had this idea to do the Far East Suite in duo. And, you know, um, Will has the sensibility to think in layers. He, you know, if you can take your instrument and you can think big and small, then there's a lot that can happen in a night with, I mean, as, you know, fewer many people as you have. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so um, the excitement about duo also, especially with uh, an instrument that plays harmony and melody, like the organ or the guitar, for example, but, but really the organ and then drums, is that for the person who's playing that harmonic instrument that's leading the music in that way, there are no limitations to where they can go and what can happen. And, um, and if you're an improviser, then it really frees you up and frees the music up in a really interesting way. Right. It's not about playing a lot of notes or anything. It's about the possibilities of musical shifts. And Will is someone who brings some really interesting stuff to the, the organ as a jazz player, but also he listens to a lot of, you know, funk and soul and hip hop. And um, so we're like able to think in layers and think we can get dense and thick, but we can also get really small if we want to, you know? So <laughs> without musicality, it's like super fun for me. You know, that's, that's, that's what I love. And, um, uh, and then also the other thing was when I, when I proposed that we do this project, he was totally game for it. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know? yeah. yeah, you're, you're ready to do it, man. Let's do it. And yeah, finding somebody that's down to, to explore like that is, is amazing. Yeah. And the finding somebody part is really that we were introduced by this friend, this mutual friend. And it just was that thing of like, Hey, we need to play music together. It was like, we kind of found each other in that way that you're lucky to find people that you really connect with musically. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, doesn't, you know, doesn't happen a lot in your, and you know, um, but when it happens, it really means something. It's like, then you start, hopefully you can really work. I mean, you know, for us, it was like that. You well, know? well, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like that when you meet people there, there's people that you meet and they're acquaintances that you, mm -hmm. you, you just know. And then there's other people that you meet that like, the second you meet them, there's a deeper thing going on and hopefully you both recognize it at the same time. And then right. if you're, if you're musicians, then something beautiful can come out of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's, you know? it's amazing to hear you guys to, to, to watch, watch the live performances and to hear you because it's, it's very, I guess it, it's like, playful it's like a back and forth then <laughs> it it looks on the face on your faces and as a listener i have no idea mm -hmm. where you're gonna go probably a lot like <laughs> you got improvisation it's like whoa what <laughs> we we're just listening to yeah. a few tracks before we called you up and it's just like we're looking at each other like well, okay you can go that way <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is very unique I, well one of the other things that struck me about you two is your setup too, because, and I never really thought about it. It just seemed normal that a band sets up facing the crowd, but mm -hmm. you, you guys are set up facing each other. Yeah. We like to do that. We like to, uh, you know, the, I think the, I think the thing about 
playing music for me and is that and and is that when I'm playing music I want to bring everybody into what's happening I want you know whoever I'm playing with I want to have eye contact with and be connected on stage but I want to bring the audience in and there's a, there's a when you set up like that and you sort of create this environment you're kind of like letting I think for me it's and hopefully it's translating that way it's like letting letting people into what's about to happen mm. and witness this thing that we're that me and Will are doing and then sort of be brought into the fun of that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because I mean, I've always had this idea of, I always think about this a lot about like playing gigs where, and I know there's bands that do this where you, a lot of bands that do this where you set up in, in the middle of the floor and you just are surrounded with people. I've done it before. And that's really fun when you're like, you know, I, so for me, like we have this like play on the verses thing, you know, it's like this, it's just our, our sort of like jokey relationship, how we're, how we're kind of, as Will said, it just, the name of the band is just about how ridiculous we are. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, so, you know, it's sort of like, um, it was just really easy for us to be like, let's just face each other. You know, it was like, okay, great, cool. You yeah. know? And, and I really do, I really do want, always want the audience to just be a part of what's happening with us and, 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 you know, we're focused on each other, but we're playing for everybody in the room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that makes sense. Totally. Coming, coming from the Grateful Dead world and the jam world, it, to me, when I go see music, it's, it's less of a seeing it happen and it's more participating with the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And that. I, I think, like you said, really comes across with you guys because it's such an intimate thing to see two people that are faced on a stage, facing each other, mm-hmm. and then the energy that comes from that, we're not as much hearing it as participating in the flow of what's happening with you. Right, right. That's the magic of it, right? It's like when, I mean, we could all we could all do whatever art it is, we could do it for ourselves. And there's plenty of that do, but um, I could just sit in my studio and play here and have friends come over. But when, when we go out to play, like we go out on the road, it's really about that connection. It's really about, it's like, you know, people say like bringing music to the people, but it's kind of like we're all coming together. You know, like, yeah, we're bringing the music, but we need the audience to sort of make it that magic thing. And like, you know, um, and I know, you know, so that's always been important to me. Something that I remember at a really young age, having discussions with musicians about it, about like, oh, well, we're here, you know, we got to, we're here for the audience. It's like, yeah, but we are. But if we don't focus on each other and make this music as good as we can make it, we're doing a huge disservice to the audience. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a trip to me because <clears throat> jazz Excuse me one second. <clears throat> Sorry. Sure. Jazz always seemed to me like the musician's music. It mm-hmm. because at the as playful as it can be, as fun as it can be, it can also be extremely technical and and serious. And yeah. And it, it always astounded me with players like you guys the your history like what drew you to jazz music and doing what you're doing what was the 
impetus, the genesis of it for you? I think it's in my DNA. I think, um, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I do believe that I, I was born an improviser. I'm not, I'm just, when I play music and I sit behind the drums and I'm with people, I think about the music that we're playing and I want to play that music, but I want to put my own voice into it. And mm-hmm. I, and I like the idea of music going places. And, um, I, I, my grandfather, who I mentioned earlier was a guitar player in New York city. And he was a really heavy jazz guy, like who played, was a session guy, was on TV shows, played banjo on the original Hello Dolly. And oh, he wow. did, made lots of records. He never made his own records, but we would play together. And he had tons of stories about people. He was like a working musician, but, but like a really, a really heavy, I mean, his, just to put it, put it in perspective, when Charlie Hunter and I first met and we were, when we started becoming friendly, we were living next to each other. We like played a little bit. And we were, we were playing music for each other. Like, right. I was like, check this out. And he's like, check that out. So, and he, he, when he tells the story, he's like, yeah, I, I, I had this cassette and I put it on. I'm like, he's never going to know what this is. And he starts playing and he starts playing. And I look at him like, that's my grandfather. Oh shit! <laughs> and, and he, and he like completely flipped out and he's like, man, I transcribed your grandfather's solo when I was 17, um, which is really kind of a trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause there's a record. <laughs> There's a record called The Pioneers of Jazz Guitar, and my grandfather's on it, and there's a song called Satan Takes a Holiday, and it's my grandfather and this guy, John Callie. <laughs> and, um, well, the really cool thing is that um, when we started touring and would play New York, where my grandfather lived in, in New Jersey, he would come out and hear us, and they got to meet and talk, and, and it was, you know what I mean? It was like he got to meet this guy who was playing the stuff that he was... But, you know, so I grew up with, with um, around... But my grandfather liked when we would play music together, we like he he would we play standards, but we would they would be very short. It was not like he didn't like we talked a lot about this. He didn't like when Coltrane and Miles and like the music started really expanding and and solo started getting long. He didn't really like it. He's like, yeah, it's just not my thing. And we would play, and he goes, you play all that crazy stuff, but I really love it, you know, because <laughs> I was like into Alvin Jones and Jackie Jeanette and even like right. Roy Haynes and you know and and um. But I learned a lot about feel and swing, and then I learned about form and and sort of um, the idea of connecting phrases and ideas together just from listening to him um, and playing with him. But so I grew up with that with sort of jazz on the mind. But I also listened to I love love and I still love like ACDC and Led Zeppelin and right. and then pop music and you know soul music and then I like you know discovered. Zigaboo and the meters and African music and Tony Allen. And, and, um, so, uh, and the thing that, one of the things about jazz, I was thinking about this today was that like, I was actually listening to a podcast earlier on my drive was, um, you know, someone, this guy mentioned that, that, Oh, well, there's this sort of like certain vocabulary and a certain thing that jazz musicians know and they have to know. Right. And you know, that once, and it's true as you're coming up and you learn certain standards and things like that, but for me, it's like, it's, you know, I've always wanted to go beyond that. And, um, and that's why for Will and I, it's so great because we think we have this really broad idea of what we, of music. So it's like we, you know, uh, labeling something jazz these days is kind of tricky because what is jazz and does right. it really matter? And it's like, you know, um, so I, I've, I'm an improviser that likes, 
Um, and I, you know, jazz is part of my, part of my, uh, part of the whole picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But language, um, language yeah. is so small. It, it yeah. really is. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult to, to even use it to describe a lot of things. And coming from my background, I wonder too, like the dead played, they were kind of like, to me, the punk rock band of the sixties. They, they were raw and dirty and DIY and kind of did their thing. And then when psychedelics came on the scene, it exploded their sound and they started experimenting and going with the music and but jazz was already doing that coltrane was around miles davis was doing his thing sun Ra, all those guys were out there already doing that do you do you think that psychedelics has been one of those things that's heavily influenced that world uh, well, y- yeah, I mean, I want to say also that if you think about the dead and you think about what the music that they were listening to at the time, and what was, what was, you know, happening, like they were, li- you know, they were listening to that music, they were listening right. to jazz and stuff like that. And then I absolutely think that psychedelics opened up the music and, 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 you know, brought a thing for them and for some people in terms of just experimenting and, it's, it's experimenting. I mean, I've actually played this year. I played with Phil a few times, and it was really fun, right. and really I so enjoyed it because he's he loves music so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and to and he's he's a guy who when he's playing, um, he's thinking in these sort of long phrases, and and he's improvising. He's you know, there's songs, and there's like you know, when you're playing certain songs, I mean, they're cataloged. They're they're their sort of catalog of songs is pretty wide in terms of what they do. And, right. you know, um, so, uh, I think that for them, I mean, I sort of, sometimes I think, man, I should have been born in the, like, you know, and, and around in the sixties in terms of <laughs> like to experience that, because I feel like I'd connect with that time and that music, all the music, you know what I mean? That was yeah. happening. Um, so yeah, I guess, I mean, um, you know, it was just an expansive time for so many things culturally, you know? Right. And I wonder too, like, like I said, guys like Sun Ra and, and Mm -hmm. Miles Davis and Coltrane, I, you never really hear if, if that was something that they were into, but I mean, I guess you don't need that to find that space in music, but it, when you listen to it, it sure sounds to me. Yeah. It's I bring, bringing other people into what you and Will are doing when you guys made the new album mm-hmm. and you had other players come in like Ciro Baptista and, and w- is it difficult for you to, to allow other people into your space like that? Or is it something that just adds to it for you? Well, I think that that's just about common language. And, and for, for, for us, you know, I've known Jeff Parker since the late eighties. Um, I've known Skerrick all since like the early nineties and we'll, we'll play a lot with Skerrick and zero. I've known only for about, um, six years or so mm-hmm. when he started playing with the Mel Klein singers. So we're all coming from this place of 
the same place in terms of how we feel about music. So it does change our role because you have five people versus two. Okay. But you, we, but we're all, but everybody's an ensemble person. Everybody's thinking in terms of the the greater good of the of the music in the band. So um, it's in that sense, it's really easy to bring those people in. And we had a vision of what we wanted to do with this record um, in terms of of their contributions and where we wanted their contributions. When we started writing, we was like, our thing was like, all right, let's, let's write with the idea that we're going to use the studio a little more for overdubbing and, and make a different record than we, the first record we put out and, um, and think of these three guys and, and think of where they fit for some of the records still like making us the sort of focus of the record, but bringing in these other voices that, of, that we really love and who we've played with before. So um, over the course of writing, we talked about, you know, oh yeah, we should have Jeff here and we should have Scarrick here. And, and then we just decided just to send zero everything and then see what he did do with it and give him, and you know, give him, I talked to him a bit about a few things, like a little direction, but ultimately, um, uh, you know, he had all these amazing ideas because he's just, He's someone who's got this really large palette of, of sounds, and, and he's the thing that I just was so blown away by that. And then having that team of Andrew Reed tracking us and Eli Cruz mixing it, and we mixed it out here, and, and um, Eli lives in New York, um, and, uh, and it was really fun to kind of just get all this stuff to work. And, um, and was, I mean, I'm really, really happy with where it where, where we got to with it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's amazing, man. It, it really is. And it's a great you. cast of characters. He pulled together. Like, <laughs> well, we, we saw what was it, a couple years ago. We saw Scarrick uh, at high Sierra with Reed Mathis playing with them. And it was, it was amazing. He, he is a trip where there, yeah. there's times where the audience would just like, Holy crap. Just kind of staring like, yeah. what is he doing? Oh my God. <laughs> it, yeah. Was it, was it people that you had played with before that you picked or was it people that you were just interested yeah. in? No, we've, we've like, we did some gigs with, with uh, Jeff and Ciro. Um, we did a bunch of gigs about a year and a half ago and, and uh, we played with Jeff on and off as a guest and we played with Scarrick on and off. With, with Scarrick, we've, not done full tours. We just like we'll play in the Northwest. He'll come and fit in, and we'll we'll play with him more in his own doing his own thing. And I've just played on and off with Skerek over the years, just in different little things here and there. But um, what Skerek does musically and rhythmically, and you know, he's a saxophone player. And often you think saxophone, oh, he's just going to play the melody, and then the saxophone is going to play a long solo. And right. Skerek doesn't like that. Skerek is like really likes playing almost like a guitar player in terms of playing little rhythmic figures uh, or background figures. And then he likes going crazy and just, you know, it's like, it's, there's so much, he's really a unique voice on that instrument. That's truly a, unique. Definitely. And, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's so, a great way to and it put work, it. And it works. And it works with us. It's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you find people that work musically and, and, and then, you know it's going to be good. At this point, <laughs> at the, I think for me, at this point in my life, it's like, I'm pretty sure, like, if it was bad, it would be, if it didn't work, it would be for some strange reason. You know what well, I mean? Well, you would feel and it, too. You'd feel it. But also, I have to say that either all three of those guys that we had, if they felt like 
we asked them to do something. And, and if, if we all listened and felt like it wasn't working, like we would all agree on that. You know what I mean? More or less. I think like, like in other words, we're all like, no, but there's no egos. It's, it's really not about that. It's about making music as good as it could be. And, you know, everybody's like willing to throw in ideas. That, that, that's another great thing about the three of those guys. Like they're, they're not going to hold back their ideas and whether it's something they want to play or some ideas, something, you know, or the idea of like, you know what, I don't want to play on this tune because I think it doesn't need it. And I'm sort of that Whoa. way too. It's like, I'll, I'll be on a, I'll be in a session and I'll be the, I'll be like the first one to say like, man, this does not need drums. Like, listen to that, you know, and I've, I've done that and I just want to really, and you know, and, and I can be talked either way and with that, you know what I mean? It's like, Someone might be like, but I want you to do this. I'm like, oh, I'll try it. But, you know, but I really think that, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. there's. That's all. That I shows a like real that's... respect for the music and like the piece. And, and like ch- back and maturity. Out and, yeah. To be like, you, you know what? It doesn't need me on this. Yeah. It's like, you know, you just, you, you, none of us have anything to prove and we're all, we're all trying to make the best music we can make. And, you know, it's, um, that's, that's a really important thing. Yeah. And, you know, it, you, know you, you said something earlier, you were like, uh, bringing people into what you guys are doing and and the fun of it is there mm-hmm. is there a I don't know a, do you have like a a way that you can explain that thing that you do is it is there is there a mission for a show for you to bring it people I think into? well I think like um it's a it's I mean, there's like a grateful feeling of being able to be a musician and play oh, music and yeah, when people show up, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm really, I so appreciate that people come and, <laughs> and man, I just want to like, I want it to be a really great time for everybody. I want to, you know, I just want to, this thing that we do, it's, I think it's so powerful that we get to share it and I just feel like, um, I don't take it for granted. You know what I mean? And, um, um, uh, it's like, I think that musicians, you know, we work hard, um, at what we do, but like we get to do it and not to say that the hard work shouldn't, we shouldn't get, you know, shouldn't pay off somehow, but it does. It's like, I feel I've just had this amazing life of being able to make great music and meeting people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's special. It's a really special thing. And, and I know that I, like, you know, it's like we, like a lot of us say like, Oh man, we need it. You know? And it's like, and there's, I think some people that feel like, Hey, I'm bringing this to somebody. It's like, you know, I need it too. And I want to, it's, it's like, I just feel like I, I just, um, and I just, I'm grateful that I get to do it. And that's, you know, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do know what you're saying. And, and the musicians that I've spoken to, that say what you just said typically are my favorite musicians. And I don't know if that speaks to the attitude or, or what, but it seems like that thing that you're talking about, just having that gratitude and understanding that like, wow, I get to do this and, and people get to experience it. It facilitates something pure in the vibe of the music itself. It, it, It opens up a channel. Um, you know, years ago when I first started touring with Charlie, we, we were, we were like on this long, we used to go on these long tours of, of the country 
for like, you know, months on end and you keep going around and doing stuff. And the first time I played Salt Lake City, um, I'll never forget this. I just had a bad night. I just, I just had this like really just, it was just a night that, you know, for me, I just felt, and I felt so bad for the people that came. I carried it with me for, for so long until I got back to Salt Lake City and got to play a, like in a, a good, another show and feel like I redeemed myself to the people of Salt Lake City. Like you made up for <laughs> it. I think it kind of sounds like ridiculous, but it was like, it was really kind of this moment of like, man, I just had, oh, I feel so bad because I just played so horribly. And, and these people came out and they, you know what I mean? It was like, um, it was just a funny thing that I just, uh, you know what I mean? It just, it was just, I don't know how to, if that yeah, makes I any sense, you. but it's like, you know, it was like, um, uh, I don't know. I think it was because I, I remember on that tour when we were, we were out, I was like 20 something, early twenties. And that's what I wanted to do. I was, I was, I remember we were driving somewhere and during the day and I was sitting in the van, I was listening to some music and I looked out the window and I was like, holy shit, I'm like doing the thing I've always wanted. I'm living oh, this dream wow. that I had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just like really hit me hard. Like, you know, and it was just like, wow, this is, this is pretty spectacular. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, that's yeah. that's huge to have that moment in in mm-hmm. any life. I think there's a lot of people that go through an entire lifetime and never find that, never have that. Yeah. And and to be afforded that is one thing, but then to recognize it is a whole other ball of wax, man, because then I think that's what we're, what I'm talking about. It it f- opens you up as far as like gratitude goes. And, and then something starts to happen because now instead of taking from the thing, you're giving back to that muse. Yeah. That's that's a special place, man. (laughs) That's, that's a huge deal. And I, I wonder my experience with music has, I'm a very active listener to music. I, Mm -hmm. I, have always wondered what's behind the curtain. And that's kind of been like the mission of the show in, in one weird Mm -hmm. kind of a way and talking to all of you guys is that like, what, what is that magic? And, and I think if you try and qualify it, it kind of loses its, its thing as what I'm finding out as I've continued Uh down the road. But what was it for you that like, I know you said that it was your grandpa that kind of brought you into the world, but what, mm-hmm. what drew you to drumming? What was the thing that made you decide that the drums was the way you wanted to go? Again, it was like, it was in my, it just was in my, in the makeup of me. Cause I, my mom says that I was like 18 months old. I would like <laughs> grab chopsticks and like pots and pans and coffee cans back when you had like those folders, coffee cans or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I was just banging on stuff. And I just, when she's like, you were just banging on stuff from like, yeah, when you were like a year and a half old and, <laughs> and, you know, and she grew up around a musician. That was her, her dad was, uh, you know, and, and so she kind of saw like that there was something kind of going on. And, and then just, I just, I just, I remember at one point, like kids in the neighborhood, we had this sort of fake band 
And I remember there was like, well, another kid was like, I want to play the drums. And I was like, I'll play the guitar. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to play the guitar. I want to play the drums. <laughs> you know what he I mean? called it and, first. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Damn it. We were like, you know, <laughs> we were like seven. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I was like thinking like, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play the drums. And it was just like this sort of goofy thing that we did. And, um, and uh, but it just, it just always felt, it just, it just felt like you someday. I just, I, I can't even explain it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just felt like me. It's like, um, it's like, I have, you know, I'm a father, I have two kids and, and I just, you know, and, and you just think like, what are your kids going to do? What are they going to, you know? And I makes me think of how at a young age I was just, you couldn't stop me from being a musician. You, you couldn't, you, there was no way. And, and, um, uh, I sort of feel for my parents in that way of like <laughs> the, the fear of like, you know, it's not an easy, it's potentially not a really easy a life, you know, it can be really rough. Yeah. Um, and you know, can you support yourself? What else are you going to do if you, you know, blah, 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 or, you know, and it's like, you know, I mean, you couldn't stop me. It was just, you know, you, you it's like you could try to reason with me about it, but I just wouldn't listen. Like, here this is what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I have kids too. And I'm a grandparent and, oh wow. and, uh, I, I know what you're talking about and I think if my son came to me and said he was going to be a musician, I, for me, I would be do anything to help him get there. Were your were your parents supportive of it? They were, they were, and they they were. Um, they saw this dedication I had, right? And um, uh, and it was more the and and my grandfather was the successful musician, right? Um, but they saw this dedication. They had certain worry just because parents worry. And they, um, you know, it's, it's not like you can, I think part of it is just that, that idea of like, you can't just get a job as a musician, like you can in a lot of other trades, you know what I mean? It's right. like, you know, it's like, I can't go look, I graduated from Berkeley College of Music and you have to hire me. It's like, it doesn't work like that. It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, so, so, um, so they, you know, and then I moved, and then I moved. Uh, all the way to the other side of the country. Um, and they're just like, what the hell is he going to do now? You know right. what I mean? It's yeah. like, um, and so, uh, so, but, but they were, they were, you know, they saw that I was working hard and then I went to music school and then I worked like after the first couple of weeks of sort of letting off some steam at, at college when I went to Berkeley, um, I started practicing 12 hours a day and I did that for two years. Like, and then oh, I started, shit. And yeah, and then I couldn't practice 12 hours a day because I was just playing more. You know, I was practicing like six hours a day and then just playing all day long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but I just worked my butt off, you know, and I was just, I just, like, again, it's like you kind of couldn't stop me, you know? Now, I, I'm curious about something, too. I was going to bring it up a minute ago when you are talking about playing with Charlie Hunter. I, I love the uh, the four EPs. The, the, it, oh, okay. which it, it like well it makes sense like Cole Porter and Duke Ellington but then it was like hey I love like the jazz treatment given to Hank Williams and the cars it was like good times uh -huh. I mean I, those are those are special did you record those all like in one because I know it's four different yeah. EPs but it's all the same year and kind of were those all done at the same time yeah what's funny is we spent two days at the bunker in New York and um, we recorded all of those and then we recorded about eight other songs, like which um, are 
somewhere on a hard drive. Um, and we recorded all like, you know, kind of you could say direct, like like two like live two tracks um, where the engineer Dave McNair was just kind of mixing it live and and um, but yeah, I mean, no headphones, just oh, just shit. the two of us, two of us also facing each other, <laughs> and just <laughs> like just like you know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because that's a sort of a that's a long relationship of just uh, a lot of playing and real deep connection. You know what I mean? So it's easy for us. Um, and I, yeah, that was Charlie's Charlie's idea to like make all these EPs with these with those four guys. Well, I love that, like especially the cars. I mean, cars. And Hank, I mean, Hank Williams, who would think Hank Williams <laughs> doing a jazz treatment to it, and it came out. I mean, it comes out beautifully. Thank you. Thank you very much. You, you talk about practicing 12 hours a day and I, I don't, I don't think I've ever done anything <laughs> 12 hours a day except breathe. And that's, that's, uh, really speaks to what you're talking about, man, about how it's just you. It's in your DNA. It, it's, it's almost sounds to me like it's something that needs to get out that's inside all the time mm -hmm. does it yeah. feel like that yeah i think it's true it's, you know it's like there's just constantly things i think about that i want to do and and you know back then when i was practicing you know i was trying to learn you're trying to learn trying to sound like something you're trying to catch this thing or or you know get my learn this rhythm or learn this groove or work on this piece or whatever, and and uh, I was just so interested in in so many things, and and so sitting in the practice room and working on whatever you know, whatever I was working on that day, it could be, you know, it could be like one idea or one thing for hours, you know, and then mm -hmm. moving on to something else, or you know, um, there was a lot of um, a lot. There's always a lot going on in my head, actually, just like ideas and things, which I'm grateful for. It's like I'm so happy that I am so inspired and excited, and you know, like everything, you need a break from stuff every now and then. But, but, um, but, uh, I, I, you know, you can never learn it all, which is so, which is That's, the beauty of of life. You know, it's like there's just there's no end. Continue. Yeah, you always have to be there's open no to end. learning. Yeah, yeah. And open to people and open to, you know, I'm, I mean, it's like I have these great musical relationships and then there's sort of new ones that occasionally come along that are exciting and, and, and it's great. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's just, I'm excited about where it's going, you know, and, um, yeah. Are the... Go ahead, Apple. Well, I just that's one of my favorite things to see with which I mean definitely with jazz and you know all the jam bands is being a spectator when you catch those moments between the musicians on stage when you guys yeah. like where you're like pushing each other and then you like like you look over at your friend on stage and he just played something that just makes you like kind of chuckle and smile like holy yeah. shit and then that, <laughs> yeah. it's just amazing to see that happen and to see it i mean created right in front of, it's like you know like a painting being created right in front of you and it, it's just yeah, amazing yeah. to see that in the improv music because i mean like you said i love acd i've seen acdc like seven times i i love bands like that but it's kind of you know it's getting out there playing the hits and it's the same thing again and again which is also right, awesome right. but there's just not that 
that life in it that you, the unexpected what's going to happen next all the time right right yeah no i agree it's um it's uh uh the unexpected and and the the excitement of um of uh of of where it's where it can go and and the laughing and then the you know there can be intense moments or you know like playing with Nels Klein has been a huge education. In what um, way, in what way? In in someone who sees music, I just I've learned so much from how there are no boundaries with Nels, and and when he, some people like he just there's there's a he'll say well one of the connections with the two of us I remember him saying this during an interview or something when someone was asking was like oh we have this sound like we're, there's a sound connection. I do some pedals and I make, you know, do this like looping and ambient sound and stuff. And, and, but in general, it's just like when I play the drums, there's just like this sound component and, and working with him, it's like I was able to really expand on that and work on that. And it's like that, that person that you meet that finds that thing in you and helps you get it out, oh, you know? Yeah. 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 Something and you didn't know. Or, yeah. Or something, it's like something you didn't know or something maybe subconsciously, you're working on or you knew or you just couldn't, you know, yeah. It's, it's, and, and for me, it's like, you know, these, all these people that I've played with, like we get to, get, I've gotten to explore a lot of that, you know, and it's, and it's just opened me up and helped, helped, I mean, propel me into being myself, you know? So did, you said your grandfather got to see you doing your thing, right? Yep. And and your parents? Uh-huh. What yeah, is that dude to me, like okay, great, there's a huge hall of people that are there to see you play. That to me seems like the pinnacle to to have your grandfather and or your parents there and, and be able to show them completely, fully and totally what they fostered do you get what i'm saying like this is this is the thing man this is what you did you did this like that's this one's for you yeah yeah totally no they love it they love i mean they mostly love i say that because definitely like like my wife there's some weird music but she's just like i don't like that oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and it just makes me laugh it's just like you know it's like yeah well you don't have to like that you don't like everything it's like you know you don't love everything about me. You love a lot of things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my okay. my wife is usually on the show with us. She's absent today, but she would she would agree. Yeah, I'm she'd sure. back that up hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's cool. It's cool. And with my parents, there's like certain things I do that they absolutely love. And certain things like, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's interesting, you know. And then other things like, yeah, not my thing, you know. But it's but but it's cool, you know. It's, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they are. They've gotten to see a lot of stuff. I mean. Um, it's great, you know. And I, and I was really happy that my grandfather got to got to come out and see, and 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 he was really proud. He used to take me to jam sessions and just like get me. He's like, get up there, you know, just oh, like really force me. Yeah, it was cool. He was really, really encouraging. So, you know? is yeah. there is there anything that you're working on now that you're super excited about? Um. Yeah. There's just I've been trying to do some writing, um, and I mean. Uh, there's always like some projects 
in my head that I'm in my head. Like I, I, one of the things I want to do is I want to do a solo, a solo thing. I'm, I'm going to probably do a show in June in Colorado playing solo. Um, and, um, but, uh, in terms of, you know, the Nels Klein singers is a, is a band that has, has a record in the can that hopefully is going to come out next year. And, um, um, there's just a lot of little projects and things here that I'm doing that, uh, I'm trying to write for, or, um, can hopefully record next year. And, um, but also with Will, Will and I, we're just, we're trying to get our thing out there more. That's, right. that's kind of, you know, it's like we love playing and we're trying to kind of get in front of more people and just, just get it so that we can, um, do it, do it more. Cause we really enjoy it. You know, that's, um, that's what I was going to add. I saw like, like on your guys' site, it just has one. It shows you're show, playing a show in uh, Brooklyn Bowl in January. Yeah. And I imagine yeah. you got more plans to take it on the road next year. Yeah, yeah. We're working on the Midwest stuff, and we want to, um, yeah, we do. We're trying um, Colorado. And, um, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, yeah, we're trying that a lot. We're trying to get it out there, you know. It's you know, a tricky it, thing about this music, you know. It's just hard. And, and you know, we have family, so it's it's not like, and the business is different, you know. It's like hard to just get on or go on the road for three months. <laughs> yeah, there's oh, no yeah. there's no private jet waiting on an airstrip. To be. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I got you, man. Everybody that I've turned on to you guys is like, how the fuck did I not know about this? Like, how did? <laughs> so we're, we'll do our part wherever we can because, like you said, if the goal is to bring fun and and happiness and and that thing out there, it needs to be out there even more and it, and it speaks to the power of music itself to be able to do that for people especially with everything that's going on in the world and oh, you yeah. know it's so freaking important right now to have that moment to step outside of that and just have fun with the people that you love yeah that's true man and we really appreciate what you guys are doing. Oh, really, that's, yeah, man. It's, it's know, the least we really. could do. You, you, I mean, I'm sitting on my own porch talking to you. You spent 12 <laughs> hours a day in music school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Man? The, the, the scales are tipped way in the other direction. So, you know, it's, it's the least we can do. But, yeah, man. And if, um, is there one song off of that new album that, you would want us to play at the beginning of the episode. What would it be? God, that's a good question. <laughs> well, and can can we? Yeah, we have permission can we, yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, you can play anything you want. Oh, okay. If, if, if there's a song, there's a song that you guys feel really connected with that you want to start with. Okay. I think you should do that. All right. Okay. I like that answer. That's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then we'll be surprised to you too. <laughs> yeah. As well as totally. us. There you go. Totally. Hey, you know, man, I'll just say from all of us, whenever you guys are putting anything out or have anything to say, you've got a home here. I I appreciate you taking the time with us, brother. And if you guys make it up here to Portland, Pacific Northwest, then you you got a place up here to come hang out and visit up we got a nice place. We put up people several times to get a little home, you know, home to people while they're on the road. Thank you. Yeah, man. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah, yeah. We will be back. We I love Portland. 
Right I'm on. I, I can't yeah. wait, man. Scott, I appreciate you taking the time with us, man. Especially this time of year. We were out Christmas shopping. This is a busy time of year <laughs> yeah, to man. be able to take a chance. It's <laughs> nice for us today to be able to sit down on the patio and do this with you also. Yeah. To kind of well, like, okay, let's take a breather from the traffic and the shopping and the craziness. hustle and bustle. <laughs> you know, well, you got kids. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, both, I appreciate you guys caring and putting the time into this and, and you know, supporting the, the music in general and as a whole for all the everybody you know that's out there. It's great. It's really great. Thanks. Um, you guys, yeah. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year or Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate, man. And um, celebrate life. When you're, yeah. When you're ready to talk <laughs> right. again, you just you just say the word and we'll have you back. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. All right. You have a good night. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Hi, Apple. Hi, Aaron. What's up? What's up? That was pretty. That was cool, man. He's fucking rad. He is rad, and their music is rad. I was thinking about today when we were out in the hustle and bustle. I was just going to say that to him, but we were wrapping up. What? Their music makes a great soundtrack to the hustle and bustle. We were sitting at the Trader Joe's parking lot when you went in, and Ryder just laid back in the back seat, and I was playing their music, and like all the hecticness going around, people with the shopping carts, and it, it adds a tranquility to it. It almost orchestrates it like... All of a sudden, the hecticness kind of makes sense with the jazz music playing. It was funny. You know, man, and this happens a lot when we talk to people that make the music that we listen to, is that there's a deeper level of understanding for the thing after you talk to them. And obviously, obviously that's going to happen with this. But Oh, yeah. But it just makes sense in, in hearing, like... Such a sweet heart. Yes. On him. And so concerned about like that, like he said about the Salt Lake City thing. We've heard that several times from musicians where they they feel so... I can't imagine that. I I bet too... I can. I I bet too, like the crowd that was there, they they may have, maybe maybe since, but most likely not. I I forgot to say, there was probably one guy in that that was like, that was the best show I ever saw in my whole life. It was total improv and different. And... But, but to have that kind of heart where you feel bad, like carry that with you for a year, like until you return Til the you next year, like, it back. I'm going to make, I'm going to make this up to these people. I, I, you know, I slided them. I wish we could find a recording of that show. The second. Well, we've heard that before too, where they would show I me mean, even like the Jerry Grateful said Dead. That, yeah. Yeah. They thought they just like a train wreck of a show. And then the fans are like, that is one of the best shows ever. It was, or they know. listen back to the recording afterwards and, and, and they, it's the, the shit. They're like, what the, f- I didn't think I, I sounded yeah. like that. I thought I blew it. Well, it's such a in the moment thing. Playing music is such an in the moment thing all by itself that it would be hard to accurately judge what the hell is happening Which, as a whole. Especially, I forget we talked to somebody about that before. Like, like that you can't always be on. And when you're expecting, when you've signed contracts and you got to play that game, yeah, you I got mean, paid already. Like, like I forget who it was. We were talking. Like, yeah, sometimes, you know, like, what if you have diarrhea or the flu or something? <laughs> I think Adam. And you get out there and you still, it's still, and you're like, in your mind, it's just complete crap because you feel like crap. But then something else comes out of it. And it's like, holy Not crap, maybe I should be <laughs> sick more sometimes. It pushed, it, it, yeah. it like took me somewhere else. Well, uh, everybody out there, check out Amandola versus Blades. Yeah, Amandola, and then check out the, the both of them. They have a lot of solo things. They've played with a lot of different cats. Yeah, <laughs> a, yeah I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different jazz ensembles they've done. I was watching a day they played with John Schofield Trio. And, you know, that that's what's beautiful about this music, the improv. They invite, they're all, it's like open stage it's a community. to all of them. It's like, hey, come on up, friend, let's play. You know, it. that's the other thing that he said that I really keyed in on it was the you can't really put a name on this man i mean if you open up amandola versus blades on apple music it's gonna say jazz but this is more than beyond yeah beyond jazz it's a language is too small there isn't a word for this there just isn't and a lot of the music that we listen to the oh it's jam music well Okay, that's a very broad. That's that's painting a very broad swipe across what this actually is. This is 
okay, I'm, I'm trying to find a word for it, but this is experiential music. This you're, you're taking part in a moment in time of feeling between people. And I guess that's not a word. That's a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of fucking words together, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and I like that. And I did, I was going to bring that up too in the beginning when he's talking the way they set up facing each other as a spectator of that to me it kind of feels almost like you're peeking in on something private like they're having oh a, yeah huh. like they're having i don't know if he i don't know if he's ever heard of it that way but it's like it's like peeking over their shoulder at what they're creating like you're in on you're the looking CD. in the window yeah. at, at them jamming in their house yeah, yeah. Or, wow. or the studio or something it gives a different aspect it makes it more uh i guess well not, not interesting well intimate yeah, intimate, interesting. You're like, like, ooh, I'm going to peek in and see what's happening here. You get to be a musical voyeur. <laughs> yeah. All right. So everybody out there, go check them out because it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth your time. And it is the holidays and all that. It, I guess, yeah, this will come out bef- maybe the week of Christmas, I think. And this is great music to put on in the morning when you're opening presents or while you're having dinner or while you're just hanging out in the living room or while you're driving tranquility to me when i'm driving and i put on jazz. you need it you need tranquility when you're driving that's why we love our jazz station up here was it 89 k uh not k forget it whatever yeah Yeah. awesome kmhd yeah, 89.1. Yeah. Everybody that doesn't live in Portland is like, so what, idiots? Shut up. I don't care. I can't listen to that. WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, that one. Oh. All right, guys. So be nice to each other out there. Have a great holiday. Be Whatever festive. holiday you're celebrating, celebrate it with joy and gratitude. Gratitude is the the thing that opens the channel. It's it's more and more I'm getting that message from the universal mind. Yeah, and have a have a cookie party. We we just did, and uh, just beware of all the cookies. Yeah, because then you'll end up like Ryder. Sneak up on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's in a cookie coma. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week with more stuff. Smile at a stranger. Take care of each other. Keep on listening and hydrate. Safety third. Dress like an elf. Yep. Yep. Kiss people under the mistletoe. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. It's that time of year. All right. I got you, man. It's fine. All right. Bye, people.
Osiris. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.